This week on Into the Podverse, I uncover the secrets of gaining industry recognition and national press coverage through podcasts. Join me, Tony Doe, and my guest, Neil Velio, founder of Podnose Podcast, that get insights into his meticulous planning and execution approach, explore why niche ranking outweighs chart positions in podcasting success. You'll also get to uncover the real metrics that define podcast success. So if you're ready, let's go. Pretty sure it's... Hi, I'm Molly Jensen. Hi, I'm Kevin White Brown. I'm Kim Fox, and you're listening to Into the Podverse with my dad, Tony Dilt. Neil. Can you share examples of how you've helped brands gain industry recognition and national press coverage through their podcasts? I can indeed. Let's go with uh, one of my all-time favorite podcasts that I've managed and produced, Life in Barbados with Yvonne Campbell. This was a podcast where a customer of mine decided that she wanted to get away from Britain during the global pandemic and spend a year in Barbados so that she could, you know, actually experience firsthand some of the uh, you know what it what it was like to spend time on an island she was trying to send her customers to to enjoy themselves on a life-changing holiday and to say that she faced challenges while she was there would be an understatement you know a volcano going off while she was there restrictions of you know the coronavirus pandemic that were stopping her from seeing a lot of the things on the island uh, you know, that were sort of uh, keeping her confined to her, her own apartment. Also, rogue landlords that were trying to rip her off. All this kind of stuff was going on behind the scenes, yet she still managed to, uh, you know, spend a long time in Barbados and create this podcast around it. Now, during the time she was there, she got coverage in the Daily Mirror newspaper and she was featured in Sky News, on Sky News, the uh, national, well, international news television channel. On top of all this, she was able to surface her podcast in search above the official Barbados Barbados Tourist Board podcast. Now, it's dropped a little bit since then because it's been over a year and a half since she last produced a, an episode. And that's kind of how, you know, you have to keep that consistency to stay in search ranking. But even to this day, she's still ranking number three for the term Barbados. So, that's a bit of a proud moment. Also, we uh, produce a podcast for a ADHD business strategist, Katie McManus, and we've had some very good results from the podcast. But in terms of national press, uh, she's had coverage in a, on a website called newsanyway.com. She's had some NPR coverage and, yeah, uh, really, really growing in terms of the national awareness of that show for her in her home. Uh, area. She lives in Cape Cod, and so uh, you know that's kind of like her local area. And we're really growing that awareness out on the eastern seaboard of the United States. What sets your podcast planning and project management approach apart, and how do you ensure captivating episodes through meticulous planning and execution? Oh, good question. 
I would say it's probably down to the fact that I've been doing this so damned long, 25, 30 years in content creation overall, you know, uh, 20 years of that in radio, uh, 20 years of that in podcast, well, 25 years in radio, 20 years in podcasting. And I think because I've got the benefit of experience both sides of the microphone, both behind it as the presenter and in front of it as the producer for various different shows and networks, I really can do that thing where you kind of have to step away from being the creator sometimes and help the presenter, the host, understand the content they're putting out from the listener's point of view and and actually challenging them on, on the content and saying, look, you've just put this content out there. You've just said this thing that, you know, we've recorded into the episode. But when it comes to publishing, you know, what's the relevance for your ideal listener of this particular aspect of the podcast? And it really helps them to get thinking slightly deeper on the content they're putting out. And yeah, the results tell us it kind of works. Could you explain why niche ranking is more valuable than aiming for chart positions? Oh, yes, I absolutely can. Think about it this way. So a chart, right? Number one, they're not real charts anyway. They kind of measure trending. They measure velocity. So to chart, you have to get several new followers in a in a specifically uh, determined period of time that only Apple Podcasts really know. I mean, we've got an idea of you know what the metrics of that is. You're probably looking at about, I don't know, 10 new follows in a in a day to get you into the top 50 of your particular category that's kind of what we're looking at so that's why these bigger podcasts these big brands are able to gamify that they're able to engineer this by running you know big pushes big marketing campaigns to get people to follow the podcasts and they're using facebook ads google ads you name it all manner and, and even their own social media channels to really push that and and leverage that audience in order to gain traction. But, you know, aside from that, aside from the fact that it's not really a chart, here's the deal. If you take a chart, that really represents one particular section of your intended audience, and that is everyone that is using Apple Podcasts or Spotify. But if you're looking at the wider, uh, you know, the wider audience that's available to you for that organic growth and even that commercialized growth, then, you know, niche ranking is much, much more beneficial because you're going to turn up in a wider search sphere. You know, when you're Googling a specific podcast genre, your content is much more likely to surface in Google because you've done the work to optimize your podcast so that it organically ranks. If you're in podcast app, you know, not everyone's going to go to the charts to find. In fact, very few people actually go by the charts in order to find their next podcast listen. So if someone's searching for your particular niche in the search, they're much more likely to see your content if you've targeted niche ranking above chart positions. How do you create professional and engaging podcasts that keep listeners hooked until the end? Any tips or strategies to share? The biggest advice I can give you is this. Think about it as... You've got a very distractible child listening to your podcast episode. Your job is to keep that child listening, despite all the distractions of their device, YouTube, kids TV, whatever it is that they're into, dragging them away from your content. Your challenge is to keep them engaged as long as possible, because if you can keep a seven-year-old engaged to what it is that you're talking about, 
if they're interested in that niche, I'm not saying that, you know, if you've got a seven-year-old that's only interested in comedy or, you know, uh, children's stories, they're not necessarily going to be interested in history. But if you've got a child that's interested in history, if you can keep that seven-year-old child that's interested in history listening to your history podcast, then you're on to a winner. But really and truly, what you want to be looking at is making sure that you don't have long, ploddy intro music that takes 30 to 40 to 50 seconds to get through before the voice even starts talking about what the episode's about. And save the personality bits. Sprinkle them through the episode. Don't have your three-minute story of the weekend taking your dog for a walk or the in-joke between you and your podcast co-host. In terms of ROI and lead generation, what metrics do you consider when assessing a podcast's success? Great question. Download metrics are what everyone seems to go for. I get it. It's a number. You can you know you can visualize that number and you can get an idea. And it means that your podcast has gone somewhere. You know, in your head, if you see, I don't know, 127, 300, 1,300, 2 million, then you've got an idea that your podcast content has gone somewhere for that 2 million number to have become aware of your podcast. If only it was that simple. We've got auto-downloading. We've got people that have podcasts that download download their episodes to their library, ready to listen, but never get around to listening to the episode. So download numbers are a real vanity metric. You're much better measuring the real-world results. So, for example, this is actual outreach from your listeners, you know, uh, contacting you through messages, through emails, through comments on your social media posts, through shares of your content, all that kind of real-world engagement. You know, people emailing you to find out more behind the scenes and get involved with what, what you're doing. If it's a business, if it's a B2B podcast, people booking in to have chats with you to talk more about what it is that you offer, your services. But if you're looking at podcasts themselves, then look at the listen time. Look at the retention data, because that's the stuff that tells you not only if someone human is actually listening to the episodes and engaging with them, but also how long are they listening? And you can get a good idea that if your podcast episodes are getting something around the 60% retention mark, then you've really got to do more to get them listening a little bit longer. You know, 60% isn't bad, but ideally we want them listening throughout longer in the episode so that we can tell that our listeners are really enjoying our content and they're getting some value from it. Hi, I'm Neil Velio, founder of Podnose Podcasting, a full-service podcast marketing agency. And you're listening to Into the Podverse with Tony Doe. Hope you gain valuable knowledge and inspiration to enhance your podcasting journey. Stay tuned for more exciting episodes where we explore the dynamic world of podcasting and bring you conversations with industry experts. Don't forget to subscribe to Into the Podverse and leave me a review to help me reach more aspiring podcasters like yourself. If you'd like to support with Sun Ching, there's a little link in the show notes on how to do that. Until next time, keep creating remarkable content, engaging your audience, and stepping boldly into the podverse. Pretty shirts. Uh huh. Techzilla. Of course it is. Who do you think it was? 